Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. We have returning guest Patrick Howard, who is the newest appointee to the City of Austin's Planning Commission, representing District 1. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, so you have one meeting on your belt so far, right? And we'll, Right? Yeah? Yes, yes. It was a very, very, very exciting meeting. Get a thousand-yard stare already? Absolutely. Yeah, very exciting for well, my first meeting. As I said, you've been on our show before. Um, for those who don't know, Patrick's day job is the CEO of the uh, Tra Travis County Housing Authority. And before we get into kind of your, your new role with Planning Commission, can you give a quick just background on what your, your role is with the Housing Authority or your data, what Housing Authority does, rather, and then your background, too, um, in planning? Okay, sure. Well, Housing Authorities provide um, housing and supportive services for low-income folks, in our case, Travis County residents, and low-income would be defined as those who make 80% or below of the area median income, which is pretty high for Austin. Um, so I've always worked um, all my career in planning and affordable housing. I've served as assisting planning director for the city of San Antonio for nearly seven years. I was a planning director for San Angelo, Texas for uh, just over a year. And throughout my career, I've worked for planning uh, departments and also housing authorities as well. So I'm really, uh, really uh, more of what you call a community builder. Mm -hmm. Very good. I didn't realize up until your appointment, your appointment by uh, Councilmember Harper Madison two weeks ago, or the announcement of your appointment rather, that there hadn't been a um, African American or Black uh, appointee representation on that commission in quite some time. I think since the last iteration of council, um, and so yeah, I mean, and I, and it's one of those things you just kind of don't realize, but I think it's very important considering the district that uh, you represent, you're now representing. And for those who don't know, District One. Uh, encompasses um, a very, it's, it's East Austin, Central East Austin, just east of downtown, um, a very dynamic uh, real estate market, both uh, residential and commercial, commercially, and a lot of kind of political issues that ensue around there. And we talk about Austin's affordability crisis and issues around gentrification, particularly with the black community. Um, that is kind of the, that is the epicenter of those things. In which you find yourself now <laughs> representing, yes, and 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 so you know in that vein, and you know I definitely first see a lot of cases coming from the east side that you'll be over. You know, for those who don't know you, what would be you know as you approach the planning commission, what is your approach as what is your approach as a commissioner? What do you plan your approach to be? Okay, well certainly, obviously, my thrust as a professional day-to-day uh, -day is to promote the goal of affordable housing and the city of Austin is light years ahead of most cities as it relates to affordable housing but you know as I listen to the councilwoman's platform and she talks about equity affordability your council, your point. yes okay. my councilwoman um, who appointed me she talked about equity, affordability, economic mobility, all those things that really make a great community. I felt like that is essentially those things that I embrace as well in terms of looking at how we think about the future of Austin, particularly in this case, as we're talking District 1, um, and how we can ensure that those things are realized for those residents of District 1, but throughout the city. And I certainly hope that as a planning commissioner, I can bring to light why those things are important as we think about making decisions regarding land use, um, development, and the like. So certainly, I feel like there's many, many opportunities 
um, to ensure that we ensure that we have diverse equitable communities and that we can through policy it be able to inform the council and make decisions that allow for that. Mm -hmm. I think just touching back on your background, coming from the staff side on, a, on planning roles, especially in San Antonio, I think personally, I think that'll be very beneficial because, you know, once you've once you've seen you know the, the staff you're there working for the commission now being in their shoes or having been in their shoes, I think having that perspective will be useful. What do you see, um, you know, just their their perceived camps on the planning commission? That's based on a lot of it's just what people put out there, your fellow commissioners put out there about their views on things, right? Um, from the spectrum of very much, pres you know, pres preserving neighborhoods to, you know, heavy heavy on density and TODs and those things. And you know, where would where would you see, see yourself in, in that mix of things, if well, at all? Yeah, well, that's interesting. I feel like I, I, my background does lend itself to understanding, you know, the full picture, the full spectrum. I mean. Different areas of the city warrant different um, needs. They have different priorities and that sort of thing. And so um, it does make it imperative that you have a diverse group of people on the planning commission. So I can respect the opinion of others on the commission who may vary or may have specific interests. In my case, I feel like more globally, I want to talk about um, how you encourage development that's smart, that's sensitive, that considers the like of all populations, um, particularly those that are varied as it relates to income levels. So I think that throughout the city, my goal would be is to ensure that there's opportunities for choice and access, regardless of your income or your socioeconomic background. So I think land use development um, is certainly paramount to how we provide or ensure that there those opportunities exist. So um, when you talk about, you know, uh, infill development opportunities, ensuring that there are opportunities for small businesses, and we're talking about uh, the ability to have more affordable units in areas where there was traditionally um, you know, larger development in terms of maybe residential for that matter, but really thinking about the whole spectrum and trying to figure out how uh, we can create communities of choice for all throughout mm -hmm. the city. Very good. Um, and speaking of kind of citywide change, you know, there is expected to be another shot at a uh, land use code revision and the near term released announcement of how that will, the process will happen this spring going in, in the summer and the fall. You, you've obviously been around Austin when Code Next, the, the, the first try this was happening this last few years. Yes. Um, and this is something, as this comes out, you'll be again in the epicenter of on, on the commission side and um, amongst some other boards and commissions as well. What, um, you know, what just having seen the, pro, the other, that process and what things, if any, would you hope to see new from the process side? I mean, the, the, the devil being the details about overall yes. code, but overall, though, making it more simplifying the code, what would you want to see in terms of the process that maybe you didn't, you didn't, you didn't see outside, look, outside looking in prior mm -hmm. and in your role now to be more effective? Well, so that's, that's a big question. I think uh, the biggest thing, obviously, is inclusion. I, I, there was an attempt to provide 
opportunities for different stakeholder groups to to get more engaged in the process and to get their feedback. Um, you can't do enough of that. I mean, there obviously needs to be ultimately some consensus as it relates to what's what's important and what's valued most and what's best for the community. But certainly taking the time, the extra time if necessary to make sure that all these groups are well represented. I mean, there's a group of professional planners out there that can provide their input. You have AIA, you have your basic neighborhood associations, you have business trade organizations, you have cultural organizations, you have a myriad of different groups that we really need to hear from in order to ensure that you're considering all these things that you, as you talk about the future of a vastly growing city and folks need to live somewhere and they're going to work somewhere and we need to think about all those things in light of transportation constraints all those other things all those things that you need to consider when you think about the growth and development of a city that's ever changing so the community engagement part is critical in my opinion in terms of who needs to be involved we need to be able to ensure that all the voices are heard um, there needs to be uh, different methods and modes for uh, connecting with those people because there are folks that aren't interested in sitting in sitting in a community meeting. There, so we have to use all means possible to get that feedback. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's going to be very critical going forward as we talk about this next iteration of of Code Next. Yeah, well, it will be interesting to see how that that uh, process unfolds for sure. Yes, I'm very excited <laughs> to see. I mean, it's critical. It's going to be necessary again. Yeah. Folks are, I mean, this area is growing vastly and we really need to get ahead of it. Mm -hmm. Well, Patrick, thank you for your time. We'll let you get back to your day job. Absolutely, and, uh, thank you. love to have you back on the show in the near term uh, to see how things are going. Absolutely. And, you, know, if, you know, anything you ever want to talk about, let us know. Absolutely, thank you. All right.